a letter to the viscount palmerston m p etc 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 on the monitorial system of harrow school by charles john vaughan doctor of divinity headmaster this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. This letter, when first printed, was designed only for private circulation amongst those personally or officially interested in its subject. Circumstances have since arisen which appear to render its publication expedient. A letter, etc., etc., etc. My Lord, I have the honor to acknowledge the receipt of your Lordship's letter of the 11th instant, to which your great abilities and varied experience, as well as your affectionate attachment to Harrow as the place of your own education, give peculiar value and interest. I am grateful for the opportunity which it affords me of briefly stating the principles of the monitorial system as at present established at Harrow. I do not, I think, misapprehend the precise point to which your observations are directed it is not upon the monitorial system itself upon the commission of a recognized authority to the hands of the upper boys but upon a particular method of enforcing it that you comment in terms of anxiety the principle is coeval with the school established by the founder it is the universal rule of public schools until lately when the experience of its salutary effects has led to a wider extension of it it was the one distinguishing feature of a public as contrasted with a private school but the monitorial system might exist without this particular method of enforcing it the power of inflicting corporal punishment and this is the question to which your lordship has been good enough to call my attention those who are acquainted with dr arnold's life a book regarded by many as one of authority upon such a subject are aware that the right of his sixth form to the use of the cane was one for which he contended with the greatest earnestness as indispensable to the efficient working of that monitorial system to which he considered that rugby owed so much of its well-being under his headmastership and though many masters might shrink from avowing so boldly their approbation of a power liable to so much abuse and to so much misconstruction yet i have never heard it questioned that the same power is exercised whether by permission or by acquiescence in most of the great public schools of england as i know that it existed at harrow actually if not avowedly for many years before i became a master but i have no wish to plead authority or prescription in defence of a practice which if bad can at any time be abolished and for the toleration of which i do not deny that the master under whom it exists may fairly be held responsible there can be no doubt that a master who consulted merely his own ease and present popularity would at once abolish the power in dispute the tide of public feeling is setting strongly in that direction it would be easy to aggravate that feeling corporal punishment of any kind by whomsoever administered is inconsistent with modern notions of personal dignity and modern habits of precocious manliness it needs nothing but a few cases of exceptional excess in the infliction of such punishment to direct against it a storm too violent to be resisted if in the face of this feeling and amidst so many temptations to yield to it a master still ventures to maintain that 
liable as it is to abuse, open to misrepresentation, and difficult of explanation, the power of corporal punishment by the monitors of a public school is one not likely to be abolished, because capable of great good and impossible to replace by any efficacious substitute. He may fail to convince, it is probable that he will fail to convince, those who judge of the system from without, and with no opportunity of calmly balancing its evil against its good. But at least he may be believed to speak honestly and listen to as a disinterested witness. There are in every public school certain minor offenses against manners rather than against morals, faults of turbulence, rudeness, offensive language, annoyance of others, petty oppression and tyranny, etc., which, as public schools are at present constituted, lie ordinarily out of the cognizance of the masters, and might, so far as they are concerned, be committed with impunity. Even some graver faults might, with due precautions against discovery, long escape the eye of a really vigilant master. To meet such cases there is no doubt a choice of measures. You may adopt what might with equal propriety be called the foreign school or the private school system. You may create a body of ushers, masters of a lower order, whose business it shall be to follow boys into their hours of recreation and rest, avowedly as spies, coercing freedom of speech and action, or reporting to their superior what such observation has gleaned. This is consistent and intelligible. Ruinous to that which has been regarded as the great glory of an English public school, its free development of character, its social expansiveness, and short its liberty, but yet in itself intelligible enough, and in theory perhaps preferable to the other. If not this, then the alternative must be some form or other of the monitorial principle, ten or twenty or thirty, of those boys who are, generally speaking, the elder, at all events, the abler, the more diligent, the more meritorious, selected by no favor, exempted from none of the rules and restraints of the school, but yet brought by their position into a more intimate intercourse with their master, and largely influenced, if he be what a master ought to be, by his principles of judgment and discipline, are empowered to exercise over their juniors a legalized and carefully regulated authority, while at the same time they are left to mix with them on terms of perfect freedom at times and in places to which no master's inspection could by possibility extend. But this system is capable of at least two modifications. The monitors may be desired to act as the master's deputies, to observe for him and to report to him. They may be charged to see nothing wrong done, to hear nothing wrong said, without hastening to his presence and invoking his interposition they may be taught to regard themselves as the master's spies, informers, and creatures. Such has been made, sometimes, the theory of their office. They have been solemnly warned of the responsibility attaching to their office as the master's eyes and the master's ears. No real power was entrusted to them. The terms of their commission were large. Its tone was solemn, but the power to enforce obedience either did not exist or existed only on sufferance and by stealth. Now, it appears to me that a monitorial system of this nature is, is either nugatory or worse. If the monitors thus commissioned have the ordinary feelings of the sons of gentlemen, they will virtually repudiate such an office. They will say, I was not sent here to be an usher, a master's spy, a master's informer. 
they have too much self-respect too nice a sense of honour to live amongst their schoolfellows on terms of unguarded equality and then use the knowledge thus gained as a means of drawing down upon them the arm of authority and of punishment the result will be as it always has been wherever such a view has been taken of monitorial duty that the monitors will not act for the purposes for which they were commissioned but only for the maintenance of a selfish dignity which looks for its support to other means than those recognized by the system it astonishes me that those who regard submission to a corporal punishment as a degradation inconsistent with honor and self-respect should look with toleration upon that antagonistic system under which their sons might be called upon as the reward of ability and diligence to assume the office of a delegated spy the alternative as i believe the only alternative is that form of monitorial discipline which it has been my endeavour to carry into vigorous operation at harrow during the last nine years i have taught the monitors to regard their authority as emanating indeed from mine and responsible to mine but yet with a limitation naturally arising from these two considerations independent and free in its ordinary exercise they are charged with the enforcement of an internal discipline the object of which is the good order the honourable conduct the gentlemanlike tone of the houses and of the school in these matters i desire that they should act for themselves knowing well how doubly how tenfold valuable is that discipline which springs from within the body in comparison with that which is imposed upon it from above it is only on the discovery of grave and moral offences such as would be poisonous to the whole society and such as they may reasonably be expected to regard as discreditable and disgraceful even more than they are illegal that i expect them to communicate to me officially the faults of which they may take notice in certain cases it may be optional whether an offence should be regarded as one against manners or against morals and in these instances it will depend upon the accident of the prior discovery whether it be taken up by the monitors or by myself it follows as a matter of necessity that the monitors should possess some means of exercising and asserting their authority hence arises the old custom of fagging it is a memento of monitorial authority a standing memorial of the subjection of the younger to the elder for higher purposes than any merely personal distinction it is the daily assertion in a form which makes it palpable and felt of a power which has been instituted for the good not of the superior but of the inferior in the relation this is the ordinary assertion of monitorial power but there must also be some method of punishing disobedience insubordination turbulence or other transgression to give the monitors no executive power beyond that of reporting and complaining would be to leave them practically defenceless such a power would possess no influence with a community of boys it would be trifled with and trampled upon great and long must be the provocation which would overcome the natural repugnance of an honourable boy to lodging a complaint with a master against a schoolfellow and what would be the redress when it came such a remedy would be in the popular feeling of a public school far worse than none shall the power entrusted to the monitors be that of setting punishments as it is technically called that is of imposing task of writing such has been the prerogative formally conferred upon the monitors of harrow 
but it is easy to see how speedily such right if widely exercised would come into collision with ordinary school duties how impossible it would be for it to coexist with the similar power of the masters or even with the performance of the regular work and exercises of the several forms or shall the right of punishing be made to depend upon the physical power of the individual monitor shall an older and stronger monitor be at liberty to enforce his authority by blows while a weaker and younger is left defenceless such a rule would be in effect an awkward and inconsistent return to a state of things which is the one object of the monitorial government to counteract a system of brute force under any constitution of a school the stronger can protect himself against the aggression of the weaker it is the object of the public school system to substitute for the brute force of the stronger the legalized power of the better and the abler unless therefore the power entrusted to the monitor be something different in kind from that of physical strength the whole system falls to the ground by losing its essential characteristic and it appears to me that as soon as the power of the monitors is transferred from the ground of strength to that of right as soon as it is made in its place as the power of the masters and theirs a recognized and constitutional principle at that moment all feeling of degradation and submitting to it is done away there is degradation because there is cowardice in submitting tamely to the kicks or cuffs of an equal or an inferior but there is none in rendering to a master nor need there be in rendering to a constituted authority of a lower rank that submission even to personal correction which may be one of the conditions of the society in which you are placed by a custom existing certainly long before my own acquaintance with harrow traceable for many years into the past history of the school the common method of enforcing monitorial authority has been the use of the cane a power not formally committed to the monitors not in the strictest sense delegated by the master but still exercised without interference or censure within the limits prescribed by humanity or by the fear of penal consequences in case of its excess this custom i repeat i found established ignored it may be by previous masters but not unknown the question with me was is this custom which i find in force injurious in its use or only in its abuse if the former it must be not disavowed only but destroyed if the latter it must be not only connived at but turned to account it must be made conducive to the real welfare of the school and a monitor who avails himself of this prescriptive right in support of good order and good discipline must feel that he is safe in doing so provided he stops short of inflicting injury he must feel that he can depend upon the master to stand by him before the school and before the public so long as no wanton or tyrannical use of this power can be proved against him it is urged indeed that this monitorial power is illegal in a higher than any school sense of that term that it contradicts the law of the land delegatus non potest delegare the parent delegates his power to the master the master has no right to delegate that power to the monitor now i will not enter into the question how far the master is correctly described as the parent's delegate doubtless the act which consigns to him the individual boy is the act of an individual parent but the master of a public school is not made so by that act nor by any number of such acts 
His office is conferred upon him by an independent authority, and is exercised under conditions irrespective of the parental will. Otherwise the parent who created might in each case limit the right. He might prescribe to the master the studies to be pursued and the punishments to be inflicted. He might depute his own functions thus farther and no further. But even allowing the justice of the appellation, it would scarcely be desired, I suppose, to omit all the consequences involved in this principle, and assert that the master has no right to delegate any portion of his office, but that alone, unaided by coadjutors or subordinates, he must teach in person every boy entrusted to him, hear every lesson, and impose every punishment. The fact surely is that the system of a public school is essentially peculiar and exceptional, and that when that system is fairly established and its rules publicly notorious, a parent uses his own discretion in selecting the school for his son, and having done so he subjects him to its discipline, as established, retaining only the power of withdrawing him when he will. But on the other hand it is no less necessary, for the sake alike of the monitors and of the school, that such checks shall be imposed upon the exercise of this power, as shall make its abuse either absolutely impossible, or at least a very rare exception. With this view, it is one rule of the system that any boy has a right of appeal from the individual monitor, however high his station, to the assembled body, who are bound to enter into the merits of the case and come to a formal decision upon it. My experience thus far has led me to believe that ten young men, acting under such responsibilities, are not likely either to come to an unjust decision or to execute their sentence with undue severity. But if, after all, this hope is in any case disappointed, if, which in such an event is the most probable supposition, an individual monitor has outrun his powers by not allowing this appeal to the collective body, or by not waiting for its result, or by executing punishment himself in undue excitement or passion, then the duty is cast upon me of interposing my authority to redress the injustice by the degradation of the offending monitor, or by a measure of punishment yet more severe. This, happily, is a case of rare, most rare occurrence. The general testimony, alike of boys and of their parents, will rather be this, that while the school has enjoyed, on the whole, under the monitorial system, a very real exemption from the miseries of that tyranny of brute force, which it is designed more especially to preclude, it is perfectly easy, on the other hand, for any boy to pass through his harrow life without once incurring the risk of monitorial punishment, while the salutary dread of it has done much to keep him orderly and tractable, and to save him in no slight degree from the sight and hearing of evil. And while this is so, however unpopular may be the avowal, I know that my duty is clear, to watch the operation of the system, to guard it from abuse, to influence and animate, as far as I may be able, those who are to take part in it, if necessary, to coerce and to punish its abuse, but, none the less, to adhere to it manfully, and to take my full share of its obloquy. It may be found impossible long to withstand such impressions as those to which your lordship has adverted. To persons unacquainted with its practical operation, the monitorial system must always appear objectionable a cumbrous and uncertain substitute for zeal and vigilance on the part of the master. The time may come when public opinion will imperatively require the introduction 
of an opposite principle of which it shall be the object to confine and preclude the expression of evil by the unceasing espionage of an increased staff of subordinate masters the experiment may be tried i hope not at harrow certainly not by me i see many difficulties some evils in the present system some advantages many plausibilities in its opposite and yet i believe the one to be practically ennobling and elevating the other essentially narrowing enfeebling and innervating i well foresee the results of the change come when it may i know how pleasing yet how brief will be the lull consequent upon the establishment of a rule of equality and fraternity how warm perhaps for the moment the congratulations of some who have trembled for their son's safety under the present so-called reign of terror on the other hand how gradual yet how sure the growth of those meaner and more cowardly vices which a monitorial system has coerced where it could not eradicate and how impossible the return to the principle of graduated ranks and organized internal subordination which amidst some real and many imaginary defects has been found by experience to be inferior to no other system in the formation of the character of an english christian gentleman i have the honour to be my lord your most obedient and faithful servant charles j vaughan harrow december fourteenth eighteen fifty three end of a letter to the viscount palmerston m p on the monitorial system of harrow school by charles john vaughan